We bring in Sean Coleman on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. He covers the Grizzlies for SB Nation. And look, this is... Sean, there are two fans of the Grizzlies in this room without question. I love John Morant, and I love what this team has been able uh, to build, especially with the great coaching. Just overall right now, before we kind of get into some of the nitty-gritty of of the Grizzlies and the Western Conference as a whole, how would you compare this Grizzlies team, who did lose some players this offseason in terms of depth, compared to the team last year that won 56 games? Uh, well, first off, thank you for having me, and happy holidays to each of you. You too. Uh, the thing that I will, thank you very much. The thing that I'll say about this, and, and it may be a bit odd to say with the fact that they had the second most wins last year, but the Grizzlies are continuing to figure themselves out. Last year, they dialed into a formula 47-16 and 16 over their last 63 games in which they beat teams by creating turnovers, getting more shots, really being able to win games by extra possessions. But some of the areas that they struggled in were exploited in the playoffs. So when the Grizzlies made their moves this past summer, you know, trading DeAnthony Melton, letting Kyle Anderson go to the Timberwolves, drafting David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, their front office talked about wanting to improve the shot quality, the hope that they would be able to get more depth when it comes to hitting threes, making better shot selections. The difference between this team now and this team last year, they know they can win in the regular season. They know their core can do that even if there's injuries that occur. They're still trying to figure out what exactly they need to do to put the perfect combination together of eight to nine guys to really have a chance to survive and thrive in the playoffs. And you're seeing some growing pains right now, but the focus remains having everything clicking once the playoffs begin in a few months. Sean, we're seeing the Grizzlies right now going through a little tough spell. They've lost four of their last five games. They had that Christmas Day game out in Golden State. Are you, are you panicking at all, or is it just one of those ruts? I mean, we saw the Celtics last week kind of go through one of those. Is it just one of those tough weeks that the Grizzlies are dealing with right now? I would anticipate that it probably is a bit of a tough week. You know, they're playing tougher competition on the road. You know, They came off a seven-game winning streak, um, and five of those games were at home against a pretty easy part of the schedule. They've hit a tougher part of the schedule now. And I do think that there is a bit of randomness you know, that, that's, that's hitting the Grizzlies. You know, I believe that over the past two games, all players not named Chris Paul, Mikel Bridges, Clay Thompson, or Jordan Poole are hitting like 50% of their threes. You're not going to see that every game. But I do also think that against better teams, some of the weaknesses that the Grizzlies do have, they're starting to show. The Grizzlies do have some inconsistencies when it comes to their half-court offense. They also have some inconsistencies shooting and defending the three. So these things can easily be figured out, especially with Desmond Bain and Zaire Williams getting back into the groove from injury. So I think overall they're going to be fine, probably more of a rest stretch than anything. But there are some clear things that they need to work on to really get where they want to be to be a true contender, in my opinion. With Jaron Jackson now back in the lineup, he's been in there for 17 games, around 16 points a game. How much of an extra, I guess, dimension to this offense and defense does he bring to the team? Well, to, to me, I think that it's, it's pretty clear. The numbers back it up. The film backs it up. You can make an argument that since he's come back, Jaron Jackson Jr. has been the most impactful defender in the NBA. I mean, the fact that you know once he came back, the Grizzlies now on the season overall, not just since he's been back in you know, the lineup on the season overall, they're now a top five defense. They've been the best defense since he's been back. So defensively, I think that Jaron easily can put together a campaign where he can have a clear shot at defensive player of the year. 
offensively, outside of the past week, you know, over his past uh, first 10 to 12 games, there was some great balance shooting and getting inside. It looked like he was starting to trust his body more, knowing how to create mismatches, run into a little bit of a tough spell. But offensively, he's shown the ability to be able to do inside and outside, being able to find matchups that work for him. And then defensively, I I think that you can easily argue he's one of the top five, top three most impactful defenders in the game. Sean, what about Desmond Bain? He just came back recently. How has he looked in your eyes? And what is it about the Grizzlies? I mean, when their stars miss time, they really seem to play well. We saw that with Ja last year. He missed some games, and they played well despite him. And even with Bain out for for this stretch, they really have played well and are one of the top teams in the West. Absolutely. The the thing that really stands out to me about the Grizzlies is that they may not necessarily have, you know, the the, the highest ceiling of eight to nine guys in the NBA. They may not even be top five when it comes to that. But what they do have is they have a lot of high floor guys. They have a lot of guys who, when they're in the game, they're going to consistently make positive plays more than they are negative plays. Now, at some point, you may see like they're going through right now where they're not hitting shots. But one of the reasons why... When you see a guy like a John Conchar, a Brandon Clark, or a Tyus Jones especially, step up into a starting role and still be able to deliver, even though it's not his usual role, it's because the Grizzlies have prepared them to do that, and it's also because these guys know playing with each other, they're going to consistently make positive plays. They're going to consistently add value, and that's what's really stood out. As far as Desmond Bain goes, it's been three games. We've seen these, this many slump from him before. He's going to be perfectly fine. He's played at too high of a level on much bigger stages than he's playing right now for something to all of a sudden be wrong. I think within a week or so, he'll be back to his normal self. Talking to Sean Coleman, Bet MGM tonight. Are watching the Pelicans right now trail the Timberwolves 81-73. John Morant not that long ago said that the only team they thought that they were essentially scared of and had to get through was the Celtics, and he's not concerned about the West. The West has, you know, the Nuggets and the Pelicans, two teams we're not used to really seeing at the very top of the standings, more the Pelicans. The Nuggets we kind of looked at and said if they're healthy, obviously they could be a better team this year. But, you know, when you look at the landscape in the Western Conference, who is the team that you see as the toughest obstacle for the Grizzlies to have to get through if they want to get to the finals this year? It remains the Warriors. And I think the Pelicans are a very tough matchup for the Grizzlies. I think that a fully healthy Denver Nuggets team with Murray and Michael Porter Jr., I can see them being the favorites against the Grizzlies um, in uh, the the, uh, the playoffs. But I think it's the Warriors. Listen, I know the Warriors have struggled so far, but when you look at the underlying statistics, they're still there as an elite team. And one of the biggest reasons why I think that they are the toughest you know, matchup for the Grizzlies is simply because of the fact of what they showed on Christmas. It's their depth being able to shoot the three-point ball. If the Grizzlies don't shore up, especially on the road, their three-point defense, they they didn't have Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins, who are two of their three or four best three-point shooters. You get all that depth that can shoot the three, the Grizzlies are going to have a very tough time being able to win. So though I could argue the Grizzlies have been the most competitive Western Conference team against the Warriors directly over the past few years, I still think it remains the Warriors as the toughest matchup for the Grizzlies. What about uh, in the Southwest Division, Sean? You know, the Grizz are still favored right now, but obviously the Pelicans are a really tough team. Do you think Memphis can withstand New Orleans and finish atop the Southwest? I do. I, I definitely think one of the things that stands out for the Grizzlies is that you know, offensively, they, they are struggling. And I, I'll be honest with you. I do think that New Orleans probably with Zion and C.J. McCollum, of course, Memphis Grizzlies fans know Jonas, and uh, uh, Brandon Ingram, when he gets back, 
I think they may have a bit of a higher offensive upside. I think the thing that can help stand the, the Grizzlies out, though, is their defense. So I do think the Grizzlies can withstand you know, the focus of the Pelicans. I do think that the Grizzlies are going to be able to stay consistent with their defense. And at the end of the day, I do think that they can win the Southwest Division. But after last year, I think the focus for the Grizzlies isn't necessarily a division championship. They would love to have that. But I think for them, it's overall health. But yes, I do think with how good the Grizzlies can be defensively, they have a very good shot to win the Southwest Division. You know, we had a historic performance last night from Luka Doncic, a 60-20-10, the first game where that's ever happened, and it's triple-double, and it's Luka, and it's just incredible. I, he's one of my favorite players in this league, and watching him really just carry that Mavericks team to the Western Conference Finals last year was incredible. Now, when you look at that Mavs team and the way they're constructed right now versus, say, the Grizzlies and the depth that they have, along with a superstar in Ja Morant, can you see the Mavs being able to kind of mirror what they did last year in the playoffs if this roster stays the way that it is? Because we've talked about it a lot on this show. I mean, I feel like at some point, Luka's just going to get worn down. I think that's a fair assessment, that he, he could get worn down, especially when you start adding up these deep playoff runs. When it comes to the Mavericks facing the Grizzlies, the Mavericks are a very tough team because with their defense, with their length, they can both control, they, they can do a good job of defending the paint, but also can get out to defend the three well. The one thing that I'll say, though, that's going to make it hard for uh, Luca, you know, heliocentric approach offensively, though I think with Christian Wood and others, they have a bit higher ceiling offensively this year. You've got Kawhi and Paul George who could be back to good health. You know the Warriors are going to be fine. The Suns, when they get Devin Booker back, I think that the West is going to be too deep with teams with two, three, four contributing factors on each team for a team with one main player being able to go that far this year. So I do think that the Mavericks are starting to play a little bit better. Luka is incredible. But I do think it's going to be a bit harder for their style of play, especially with one man leading the offense. Unless they're just playing incredible defense and Luka's doing like he did you know, last night, every night, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be hard for them to get back to that Western Conference Finals. Sean Coleman, SB Nation. Appreciate the time, man. Good stuff. Thanks Great for coming stuff, on. Sean. Happy New Year to y'all. Bye-bye. All right. And he joined us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary, te revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more.